Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Luke and Pete <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by Luke Moore. It is a oh. Monday morning when we are recording it, the 14th of December. Luke, where the hell is December gone, mate? I've not bought all my presents. Still halfway to go. You better explain the start of that show to people listening because they won't know the full context of how Luke, ridiculous I was being. Luke said, uh, is this um, is my t- shirt too squeaky? And he started like jumping up and down on it to make it squeak. And I said, it sounds like you're having sex. And Luke said, that's not how I have sex. And then he jumped on his chair like, like that, like loads, like lots and lots and lots. Um, and then I just started the show because yeah. that Stitch is the right level up. of professionalism I know, right? That's the level of professionalism. Right he also, for some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed in it. Oh, yeah, baby. I can fuck with this big time. It's a new theme tune. Luke and Pete, Luke and Pete, yeah. Luke and Pete, Luke and Pete. I just love it. I think you should play this under the whole show. <laughs> I mean that like the, the bass line looks and sounds feels like it belongs in a completely different song. I'll tell you what it is. It's a vibe. It's what it Straight is. Back in. It's a vibe. Uh, it sounds it's a, a bit like um, It's a bop, is it? Yeah, it's a bop. It sounds a bit like a like eighties police stakeout before shit starts mm. to go south. No, I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh BBC two um no way. kind of yeah, job. It's it too is. groovy, it's too groovy. Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> Some people oh. say that the vagina is a mysterious item. <laughs> item? Item. Entity. You have two items in your basket. <laughs> please return your vagina to your uh, the packing area, please. If you Literally, these two items need to go to the checkout post-haste. <laughs> anyway, Peter, Peter, I want, I, want to st- I want to start with um, season's greetings. I know it's not quite Christmas yet, and we'll do another few shows. Maybe we'll do a couple mm. in advance on Monday next week, ahead of Christmas. But mm. um, I do want to start with some season's greetings because um, mm. I received, as you well know, a uh, Christmas present from you over the weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 and yeah. People, people listening who don't know you as well as I do will think, "Oh no, what kind of prank thing did mm. Pete send Luke for Christmas?" Tartan and, paint, and, and, a and, long uh, stand. And, yeah, exactly. A sky hook. 
Um, <laughs> but but I, I received a polystyrene box, opened it up, thought it might wow. be like the end scene in the film Seven. Uh, <laughs> Is that why it was delivered in a little polystyrene yeah, box? Yeah, like covered in ice. Oh, wow. And the good thing, That's cool. Way, the good thing is that the ice was packaged in, so basically like ice packs. So I've got them in the freezer. I can use uh, them again. Yeah, right? to cool down. If you've got had a Christmas argument, you can cool yourself down afterwards. Well, I've got too much fire in my belly. I can get my head in the freezer and we're exactly, away. Exactly, get your head in the freezer. There you go. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, so that was a bonus as well. But what, what I was actually mm. delivered was a delicious and beautiful cut of A5 Wagyu beef. Yeah. Wow. A, del- a delicious. I mean, I don't know how good it will be because obviously that cow lives in Japan or lived in Japan. Its bones are now resident in Japan. Yeah. Glue, probably. And uh, yeah, no, you, I, I don't know how that will be. They use beef bones um, for like gelatin, don't for they? And squeaks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably the horses, mate. Japanese Percy pigs. Uh, it's yeah. probably the Japanese Percy pigs as we speak. Yeah, so I don't know how that how good that'll be, but I mean, I suppose if it's been frozen at source and remained frozen for a little while, um, it, it may still retain some of its deliciousness. Well, but, as regular uh, as regular listeners of the show will know that I'm very particular about how I cook my steak. I've already checked the link that came with the beef to see how best mm. to cook it. Uh, it's going to be by far the most um, you know luxurious Tense. cut of beef I've ever had in my life. <laughs> So I'll, it looks um, kind of tense. No, nah, it looks amazing. I'm, I'm definitely going to um, <laughs> film it for you. I'll send you. I'll send you be filming it. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I mean, if I wagyu steak is the best steak I've ever eaten in my in my life, and I've eaten it like two or three times. I think I had it once in um, Piccadilly at the um, sort of restaurant in Agawa, and that was very expensive. Um, but you only got a couple of chunks, so hopefully there'll be a few more chunks than that in that. Yeah. But you don't get much for your money, unfortunately. So I'll apologise for the size, but it is the best beef in the world. Best beef. To, Hashtag best beef. You don't need to apologise for sending me a thoughtful and delicious Christmas present and um, a, th- a thoughtful small amount of beef. Anyway, <laughs> anyway this is this is not a very relatable conversation so no what i'm going to do is i'm going to say that as soon as you whatsapped me saying what's your address i knew you were sending me a christmas present because i'm like a detective like that so right okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i also instantly took to the internet when you asked me for your address mm. for my address mm. and sent you a christmas present as well now you haven't received my christmas present yet it's no. coming later this week um, it's not another scooter is it <laughs> no <laughs> it's just paperwork no it's uh, it's it's not quite at the luxury end of the market what I've sent you, but I'm hoping you'll appreciate it. So look out for it, and you can tell people about it on Monday because I think it's going to come on Friday. So you can tell people job. about it next Monday. Love. But look, people who are listening, they don't know whether we're really friends, you and I. We send each other Christmas mm. presents is all you need to know. Sometimes I beefy find boys. you... Beefy boys. A beefy boys. Exactly. Sometimes I find you cripplingly annoying, but you mm-hmm. also find me infuriating as well. Dangerously annoying, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Who cares? Let's mm. get on with it. Let's get on, get <laughs> on with the cares? quiz. Who cares? Let's yeah. get on with it. Um, Luke, I've got to test you on a few things. All right. Um, I, I achieved something over the weekend that I've never achieved before. Saturday morning, I was up, went to Watford, of all places, right. to an unlovable uh, little um, sort of 70s office building, and I completed, successfully completed, 49 out of 50, my friend, um, my uh, driving theory test. What is happening and... here? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why have you suddenly because, just become really interested in motoring over the last three months? Because, and no re- it's come from nowhere. It's, it's, Luke, it's, it's ridiculous. Because going out on my scooter, oh, I am very fragile. The way I drive that scooter around on I a busy road. I could have told you that. 
oh, Luke, I'm going real fast, and I am very, very fragile. I am less fragile. I'm more fragile than a frozen bit of A5 Wagyu steak, my friend. You've got, I... You're about eight stone wet through, and you've got weak bones. There's no <laughs> way you should be going over about 15 miles an hour on that. Is it roadworthy think... now? You want it now? I'm on it now. I've got my L plates on it, and, uh, yeah. I... The thing about me is... Um, I, I think I do think the whole motorized uh, scooter slash motorbike system is it's kind of flawed because to put the accelerator on one of the sticks that you handle to control the thing, um, it, I just think it gives you false. Uh, it, it gives you false images in your mind about what your motorbike can do because. I was going around a car park in Waitrose uh, at the weekend on a scooter, and there was a little girl running across the the, the, the car park. Oh Jesus! Instead, <laughs> instead of instead of pumping the brakes as as normal uh, person would, I accelerated towards her, Luke, and that scared me. Why are you doing um, that? And my brain went, Peter, you need to do something now. But it's very much a fifty-fifty chance on whether you do it right or very wrong. So, so, and I and I and I accelerated towards this young girl. So someone luckily, said to me, luckily she was a lot further away than than than, than, than I really needed to be. So it's all good. But first wow, of all, I was like, why, wow. why are you like this? Second of all, <laughs> if someone asked me why you, you why is Pete Donaldson like this, I would the the best most concise way I can describe it is I've never known anyone like you as far as you either think about something way too much or you don't think about it at all. You've never once yeah. thought about anything in the right, correct amount. <laughs> right. like it's always it's way okay. too much or no thought yeah. given at all. And I think you just need yeah. a bit of balance. That's what I think. Well, yeah, you okay, literally balance for your moped, but aside from yeah. that... What well, do you that think is fair. It that? is a particularly heavy bit of work. But, 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 I mean, the important thing is I am now able to uh certainly begin my driving lessons once again i think i took six about five years ago but i, but I passed my theory test now which i hadn't done before um and, and i can begin my journey to, to to driving um but some of the questions in the theory test really made me laugh there was the hazard perception side of things or and and the and the sort of written kind of multiple choice thing and i and i, and I asked the multiple choice thing less good on the hazards to be quite frank because a lot of a lot of like the mock uh, sort of tests that I was trying online were basically like uh, really grainy sort of nineties footage of mm. London, um, <laughs> sort of like a car with a camera on it just driving round, and it was really rather kind of um, discombobulating because you'd be going across like old street roundabout in the nineties, and you'd just see people doing some mad shit, like people just dropping people off in the middle of a fucking roundabout and stuff yeah. like that, and you're like that. It, I didn't expect that to happen because nobody should ever do that, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but when it actually got to the, 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 the test itself, everything was 3D, Luke. Everything had huh. been like made meticulously in a 3D package. And I was like, wow, I, I did, wasn't expecting the 3D-ness. I was really excited by the... Um, yeah, by, by by these three D graphics, and I spent most of my time sort of cooing at that. So I didn't do quite as well on on the on the uh, on the hazard What'd perception, or or I think I got I think it's out of fifty. If it's out of fifty, I think I got about forty yards. So I still did all right, but. 
but it's and I passed, so, you know, fundamentally, which is good. But well, uh, why yeah, are you was... suddenly doing this when you've already got a moped to concentrate on? You can st- hang out on your moped for the next very much year like or a something. karate master. I want to master all disciplines. Again, of thinking about arts. it way too much. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, but but I'm with someone who does all all, all the driving, and I think it's. um, I I don't think I'm really pulling my weight in that uh, section. Um, Pete, can I just say, if you, if you, if you and I, yeah, I'll do the questions in a minute. All right, I'm happy to do it. But can I just Mm. say, if you and I were living together and cohabiting as a couple, I would be happy to have you firmly in the passenger seat, and I would not see that as a burden. (laughs) I would see that as you absolutely playing your part. Good point. Good point. Well, right. Here's your questions. Some of the some of the questions really make me laugh, right? Here's your first question, Luke. All Let's right. see. Uh, when, when did you uh, pass your theory test 20 years uh, ago? 1999, and right. I, it was just a multiple choice thing, and it was out of 35, yeah. and I think I got like 35. 35? Yeah. Outrageous. I mean, most of the rest of the ones are just like, should you use your car if you're using your mobile phone? Um, which obviously didn't exist back then. Well, honestly, when I did it, it was, so, it was so easy. It was like, you come to a traffic light, and the light is red. Do you A, go, <laughs> Accelerate. B, stop, Accelerate towards C, the child. Yes, yeah, C, wind your window <laughs> down and shout, everyone's a winner, baby. It was, it was really it was really easy. <laughs> I'd quite like that last one. Um, I don't think that's technically wrong, that one. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's a winner, baby. <laughs> um, right, here's your question, Luke. You've been involved in an argument that's made you feel angry. What should you do before starting your journey? Open a window, turn on your radio, have an alcoholic drink, or calm down. I'll tell you what, I, I can tell you what I do do. All of those things, all of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Is that a trick all, question? I mean, you, I mean, technically, you could have a small alcoholic drink, couldn't you? Like, was it a beer you're allowed? What are you allowed? I don't, I don't know. It's five beers? Probably about five beers, <laughs> It's not it? five. I, I don't know exactly, but I know it's not five. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, here's one. Here's one. <laughs> At an incident, someone is unconscious and you want to help. What would be the first things to check? A, whether their vehicle is insured, whether they have any allergies. <laughs> <laughs> whether they're comfortable or whether their airway is open. I mean, allergy, I'd like just get a little buttercup and putting it under their chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sticking their finger oh, in a dandelion. Do you want a Puritan? Do you want a Puritan? Oh, yeah, sticking, oh, a, sticking their finger in a, in, a, in a glass of water. I watch them piss themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, this is the thing. I, I know this is a controversial opinion. This is not a, yeah. obviously medical advice. And this is a show is a leisure show, not an advice show. But I, what right. I want to say is, when you get into that situation, I feel, to, to me, I understand the use of basic first aid. I understand how important it is. I get it. I, mm. I don't want to go up to and including airways. I want to stop before airway. <laughs> to me, that feels specialist. <laughs> that feels like professional yeah. work. You know, it's like, it's like the, old, um, the old famous Danny Baker argument with his wife that he talked about years ago on the radio about how when he moved in with her, he's, he, he and her agreed that she was the most, um, she was the best at doing decoration and like interior design. Right. And he would just do all the chores. And um, they they agreed and settled on, he would go up to and including emptying the bin, but he wouldn't put the new bin liner in because he said that's decoration. So she, she should then be doing that. That was, that, that was the cutoff they agreed, right? This, I feel like the cutoff should be before airways get involved because that, that seems yeah. too important. Mm. 
Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I mean that's bare minimum with first aid, isn't it? Just checking that people are breathing, I suppose. Nah, recovery position. Whatever the injury is, recovery position. Recovery fine. position. You'll be fine in five <laughs> minutes in the recovery position. <laughs> Luke, question 28 of 50. Uh, what should you do if you become tired when you are driving on a motorway? Pull up on the hard shoulder and change drivers. Leave the motorway at the next exit and rest. Increase your speed and turn up the radio volume. <laughs> Or close all your windows and set the heating to warm. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Although I do I'm know a glass someone. Of warm milk. I do know someone who uh, does a lot of work travelling up and down the country where they used to, and they said when they feel a bit tired, they would put the heater on as cold as possible, blast it in their own face. Which yeah, to me doesn't, work, seem, it? It doesn't seem safe though. It's not safe. No, no, it's not. It's not ideal, is your it? Eyeball, yes. Your um, eyeballs are fucking dried out. <laughs> when are you allowed to stop on a motorway when you wish to pick up a hitchhikers was another one that made me laugh no the tired and, uh, one Pete going back to the tired one the answer I would mm. choose was um, get an older adult to read me a story <laughs> <laughs> no that's to make you more sleepy you need to, you need to be walking up that's the joke oh right sorry is that the joke sorry yeah there you go um, uh, and finally for now what would you do to help injured people at an incident keep them warm and comfortable keep them on the move by walking them around <laughs> give them <laughs> Give them a warm drink or give them something to eat. Have a sandwich. You would have spent have some have some car jerky. This sounds like a great. You must have had a great time doing this. Sounds like a lot oh, of fun. Oh, it's lots of fun. It really was a, a real giggle. Oh, by the but, way, can uh, I just ask before we go um, onto whatever we're doing next? Um, mm. Have you discovered the running order this week? A lot of people are asking me about. Yeah, it running order. Yeah, running order exists apparently. Luke Peachaw. Yeah. Um, Katie's editing this short. Matt's put a lot of stuff in there. Nat's put a lot of... She's, it's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Nat. I thought it's tomorrow, um, mate. It's tomorrow. Oh, is it? Right, okay. Yeah. I see. Well, I thought it's Adele tomorrow. We're terrible um, <laughs> colleagues. <laughs> well, you probably got something. Have you got, do you want to give her a present you got her now? Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of uh, little stories. Chinese flight attendants told to wear nappies for COVID protection so they don't have to use the uh, toilets. I'm doing that one in a minute. Don't, don't give it all away. Sorry, I thought, I thought it was anybody. What does the NW stand for then? That's, that's your colleague's initials. So you oh, know who put it in so there. So Natalie and Natalie is saying that she's putting that in there. Right, I see. Yeah. That makes sense. Before, Sorry, I'm before a we go, before confused. we move on though, before we move on to that, mm. Peter, can we please check um, Twitter account? Yeah, yeah, I was that's a reminder for me. Um do we <laughs> do we want to talk about the celebrity deaths that we've experienced this last week? Yeah, kind of ramped up a little bit. Kind yeah. of ramped up a little bit. Yeah. Um I would like to start by talking about the legendary um entertainer. Dame Barbara Windsor. Mm. You laughed earlier when I said that I want to talk about her. I didn't. I didn't laugh. I just. I just don't understand why you're talking about. It. Like, I mean, obviously, it's very sad that an old lady death. dies. But, um, but uh, yeah, she's what a contribution she's made to British culture. Yeah, you. You're a man yeah, of working classes. So. Come on. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that people yeah. look down their nose at. But I mean, an incredible uh, career, amazing career. And a proper national treasure as well. I think it's really sad. I know she was ill. I know she's had some issues uh, relating to dementia for some time. But, I mean, she's mm. a proper, like... At one point, you know, you've got to remember, I think... I can't remember the exact years, but when she was in that, what I would consider to be the golden era of EastEnders, she's a proper, like, matriarch of the nation, mate. Mm. Yeah, great, great, um, great stuff. Just to go around just slapping people in the face. It's brilliant. <laughs> That was not her character, though, was it? It wasn't like that was what she did, just went around slapping people in the face as the, <laughs> no, it was like as the boss Britain. of the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> she, was the, she was Phil and Grant's mum. Yes, of Peggy course. Yeah, yeah. But, 
but she already got like introduced. But the thing with these is they'll introduce these kind of like beloved actors and Shane Ritchie, and they'd put them in, <laughs> and uh, they put them in like sort of late doors, and go, oh, this person's been in 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 the canon in the universe of EastEnders. They've been on the periphery for such a long time, you just never seen them. And I just think Grant and and, and his brother should mention that Dame Barbara Windsor. Uh, has, has was their mum. They should have said it beforehand. That's all. Should have yeah, said it beforehand, and then wait until someone's career is at a point where they can do EastEnders. That's all I'm saying. I all don't right? know why. Uh, it's beyond beyond belief these days, given that what we've seen with Marvel and stuff. I have no mm. idea why all the soap operas aren't aren't crossing streams. Well, they're not doing the cinematic, <laughs> yeah. the cinematic universe. I mean, it'll be fucking amazing. Uh, as far as I'm led to believe, the, the viewing figures for soaps like Coronation Street and EastEnders and stuff aren't as good as they used to be. They're not, it's not appointment right. viewing anymore. You need to innovate. Get them crossing mm. over. Get the landlords well, to switch over between the Rovers Return and the Queen Vic and we're in business. Didn't they do a lot of that with Home and Away and Neighbours back in the Did day? They? Or they may have just shared nah. a lot of actors, but I don't think they retained... I think it'd be nice to shared actors and then retained the characters, like had a bit of a bio. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they changed actors, but they didn't, they didn't swap over mm. in terms of storylines. They bloody should have done. That would have been brilliant. I mean, I say brilliant, it would have been fine. <laughs> well, obviously, I watch a lot of WCW and uh, and WWE. Like same same actors, different characters every time. Yeah, there was a bit. There was a lot of Hulk Hogan chat on the Twitter uh, this week about. Um, oh, is it? I, I can't remember why. Saturday, oh, I'll tell you why it was. I'll tell you why because um, someone started talking about the George Foreman grill, and then someone put out mm. that apocryphal. T- I mean, I don't know if it might be real. I'm not sure. That kind of popular myth that Hulk Hogan turned down the George Foreman grill. It was going to be the Hulk Hogan grill. Right, Did, and, but didn't uh, he have? Um, didn't Hulk Hogan have the Gold's Gym? Was it? Was it Hulk Hogan? He had a mojito he... maker, which didn't do anything. I looked it up earlier. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's mojito maker. Is he a? Is he a? Is he generally a big mojito guy? I don't know. Really, he's a big racist. A bit foreign muck for him, I'd say. <laughs> he's a big racist. Very strong guy. opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, so uh, what? What? I mean, uh, presumably George Foreman, who's got I think seven kids, all called George. Um, yeah, nice. He like must it. have made a lot of money off the grill, presumably. Mm, yeah, I can't remember why he came into XFM, but Mark uh, met him, and uh, he's got a photograph with him. His hands, George Foreman's hands, oh, yeah. are ridiculous. George... Like, each one is like bigger than an actual George Foreman grill. It's incredible. So, so, have you seen the documentary movie When We Were Kings? No. So it's about the. For those who haven't seen it, it's about the um, the legendary fight between Ali and Foreman, the Rumble in the Jungle mm. in um, Africa in the seventies. What year was it been? I'm going to guess here, seventy four, maybe. Anyway. There is a scene in it where George Foreman emerges from a private plane when he arrives there to, to, for the fight. Uh, and mm. he's got two, um, I'm going to say, I, I think they might be like exotic cats on leashes <laughs> right. as he leaves the, okay. the plane. And they've got a massive fur coat on. And I think it might be the coolest anyone has ever been. Um, <laughs> it's just such an amazing scene. He, he just looks like the biggest badass ever. Uh, and for that reason alone, you've got to watch that. I mean, I mean you should watch it anyway because it's fucking unbelievable. Uh, but it's just incredible what. The, so I mean, he was an amazing athlete in, in his peak, obviously, and competed in, in in one of the most iconic sporting moments in history. And he's done a grill. I mean, great stuff. Mm. He also great fought foresight. things about sixty. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about the uh, the Logan Paul versus? Um... Money May. Who's he going to be fighting? Yeah, Money May. Um, How do you feel about that? That nonsense. I, saw, I, I watched Anthony Joshua at the weekend. He fought Kubrat Pulev, knocked him out. Good fight, actually. And um, mm. and Money Mayweather turned up. 
Uh, right, he, he okay. was there, and they um, and they interviewed him quickly. I mean, I mean, the way I feel about it is that Floyd Mayweather is no longer really a professional boxer; he's just doing exhibition bouts and stuff. So, I mean, he mm. went over to Japan and fought some kind of uh, Japan Japanese martial artist, didn't he? Mm. Um, and he, he also fought Conor McGregor, who isn't a boxer. So, I mean, it's not really one for the boxing scene. I don't think. I think it's one for. I'm not that I am a boxing expert. I'm a bit of an enthusiast, enthusiast but that's it. I mean, it's not. Would I watch it? I mean, I'd like to watch it if I thought for one second that Floyd Mayweather would actually do what he's capable of. But if he did that, he'd fucking <laughs> bang him out in like five seconds. So when, when he fought Conor McGregor, I just thought it was ridiculous. I think it went to about 10 rounds. But he's mm. a showman, right? He's an entertainer. So he knows he's got to kind of draw it out. I mean, mm. him fighting Logan Paul. I don't know what weight Logan Paul is either. But is it Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Uh, Logan Paul, I think he's, okay. the, he's the older one. Isn't so he? I, yeah. I imagine Logan Paul's probably quite a bit bigger. So I mean, it'll be a bit of a freak show, really. It doesn't. I don't think it shows boxing in a great light. The same way I don't think that no. Mike Tyson fighting Roy Jones Jr. showed boxing in a great light. But you know, it is what it is. Um, what are you yeah. going to do? I watched. Um, I, I've been watching over the weekend because uh, uh, Wrestle Me, uh, a fine wrestling podcast, are doing a bit about um, are doing our Christmas shows, and uh, so I was watching the WWE um, production. Um, uh, tough enough. No, not tough enough. Brawl for all. Brawl for all. It's called. Did you just, um, did you just name a... it your own name? Tough enough. <laughs> no, I think tough enough up. is different. To... I think tough enough might be a different WWE project. This is okay. a product. There's so many silly names for things in wrestling, and I can't keep up. But Brawl for all uh, was in 1998, uh, and it was a shoot fighting tournament. It was basically a answer the wwe's answer to uh, like ufc which was obviously uh, rising in popularity in in the late 90s and um the, it was created by the writer Vince Russo for the WWF, and right. they basically had a guy called Doctor Death Steve Williams. He was the um, he was like an up and coming wrestler, and the WWF wanted to make him a star, so they created this entire competition, uh, like a, like an actual boxing slash UFC style competition. Um, uh, with the proviso that this that this guy would win it and then become a big star because he was a legit, legitimate tough guy. So it was real boxing, uh, real kind of fighting. You could take people down and stuff. You had to wear these big stupid boxing gloves, so it didn't really sort of it wasn't really conducive to grabbing people and taking no. them down. Uh, but um, so what happened was. When they when they brought this kind of guy who they, who who they thought was going to win it because he was a legitimate decent boxer, um, yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't very good. <laughs> he got he got he got banged out by a very unlovable and unfashionable wrestler, Bart Gunn, uh, which is very funny. That's he was a, a member of uh, he was a member of like uh, uh, a couple of like uh, tag teams back in the day, but he was very unloved and he was he, he was a bit like he, he wasn't really fashionable, but because he was legitimately quite tough, he beat the shit out of everyone <laughs> and fucked up the entire thing so as soon as the they started trying to make wrestling real uh, he absolutely destroyed everyone <laughs> not in the spirit is it pete we should um yeah we should you and i should do that we should have a um we should establish the rules and have a boxing slash wrestling slash tussling match <laughs> you and i and it could very much it could yeah. be in many ways the apex of the luke and pete show the very luke and pete's colossal tussle the the uh, the, uh, the natural end game of, mm. uh, of the Luke and, and then and then and then we take it to WrestleMania and then I get knocked out by Butterbean, uh, which is what, happen, <laughs> which is what happened in that competition. <laughs> he you, absolutely you destroyed him. In um, we have to take a break, by the way, so we should we should nick mm. off for one. But while we before we do that, we'll give this to people to think about. Do you remember when um, Johnny Knoxville fought Butterbean in a sports shop for Jackass? <laughs> yes, Fucking hell! Right. I'd never see anyone look so terrified. He was more terrified of Butterbean than he was when he fought that bear. <laughs> which is quite understandable butterbee's an absolute yeah. beast 
Anyway, let's take a quick break, Pete. When we come back, we'll do some emails, yeah? All right, then. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Stakhanov. Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy releases a brand new episode exploring the hot topic of head injuries in football. As well as exploring the sports link with dementia with neuropathologist Dr. Willie Stewart, Melissa spoke to ex-Tottenham star Ryan Mason, who was forced to retire after a devastating head injury aged 26. I couldn't look at light. I was sleeping for like 20 hours a day. I couldn't really hold a conversation. Um, like I say, when, when the brain gets an injury, the body almost just instinctively responds and it, it almost just shuts everything else down. Meanwhile, self-care club Wellness Road Tested have launched a brand new epilogue show. Join Lauren and Nicole every Friday where they'll be hearing about your experiences, talking to the experts and reading the very best wellness literature in the self-care book club. I think it's a totally life-changing book for sisterhood and womankind. It's revolutionary in how to adopt self-love and live for who you are. Search Between the Lines and Self-Care Club on your favourite podcast player. All that and more at Sukarnov. And we're back for a specially uh, truncated Monday yeah. <laughs> email section on the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson, joined by Luke Moore. If you would like to get in touch with the show, it's real simple. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. I'll level with you, Luke. We haven't had as many emails in this week as we uh, have in the past. I've so, found a few. i found a few. Yeah, you, I know you found a few. i found a few too, but I'm just saying. All right, fair if enough. If you've got anything to say, get in touch. People need to up their game. I know, it's, I know they're building up for Christmas. People who've uh, written to us before and hadn't, didn't have their emails read out, maybe just give it another go. Yeah, re-up it. <laughs> re-up it. Yeah, maybe our standards yeah. need to go lower. <laughs> yeah, So next exactly. time around, we might actually read it. I mm. want to start with um, this one from um, Eric, who says, uh, Hi, lads. As many of your listeners have been doing, I'm working my way through the old episodes. I'm listening to an episode from July. And a fellow listener mentioned all crisps, or as they're called in North America, chips, have an expiry date on a Saturday. I checked my cupboard and found a bag of Cheetos. The best <laughs> before date is February 23rd. In 2021, February 23rd is a Tuesday. Full disclosure, I did buy them from a sketchy convenience store near my apartment. But even if they were very old, in 2020, February 23rd was a Sunday. I also checked some tortilla chips, and their best before date is March the 3rd, which is a Wednesday. I just thought your listeners might be interested to avoid getting shown to be fools whenever people get together at parties with chips and they use that piece of trivia. Thank you, Eric from Ottawa. The plot has thickened mm. there, absolutely thickened. Yeah. I, d- I mean, I would say that, like... It might just be the brand <sighs> walkers, maybe. Yeah, maybe and, that's and, how and they also, do it. I mean, 
This is north of the border, though. You know, the Ottawa. Once you get over America's the Ottawa hat. River, <laughs> once you get over, you know, once you head towards southern Ontario, you're in you're in trouble. I would say when it comes to rules and regulations, rules and regs. Yeah, true. It's the wild, it's the wild mm. west. What what was your impression of uh, Canada when we went there, Peter? I very much enjoyed it. I wanted to stay there, but we had to move on to Chicago. Did we end in Chicago? We did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was yeah, cold, wasn't disappointing. it? It was lovely and cold. It wasn't, yeah. indeed, yes. We had we had mm. some um, we had some uh, poutine, didn't we? We did have some poutine. Is that is that the cheese curds? Yeah, no, no it's like um, chips, gravy, cheese, and all that other stuff. Yeah. Oh right. What are the cheese curds? Is that is that um, is that, that sure. place or is that Chicago? No, that's what, no, that's I know. What, I, had, hey, I know. I, that's when you went to Minnesota. No, I didn't go to Minnesota. No, I went. I went not Minneapolis. I think. Yeah, Minneapolis. I went to. That is in Minnesota. Yeah, but like, was I did I go north from? I went north from Chicago, didn't I? Yeah. For half an hour. I think that's where I ended up. Anyway. That's a different town. That's what I'm saying. It's I know, but the cheese country. curds. But the cheese curds. They were given at the big lit. I know. I had, <laughs> I had cheese curds at the airport. I had cheese curds at Chicago airport. I'm fairly certain. Can I just they say were, I was having, uh, I was having a conversation with my wife uh, earlier this week or earlier this weekend, mm. and um, we were talking Magic's about still there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had a conversation, uh, no, and, and we were talking about Mexican food, right? Mm. And obviously, Mimi's expectation of Mexican food is far higher because in America the standard is much higher, as you'd expect, because there's a lot more Mexican people there. Anyway, mm. I maintain she didn't agree with this, but I maintain the best tacos I've ever had were actually in Atlanta airport. <laughs> have you, have you, you been to not. Atlanta, right? Yeah. Imagine if, yeah. But uh, can you imagine you saying that to anybody who's a, a bit of a foodie in America? They would, they would probably yeah, try gonna, to cleave I'm, your hand off. I'm going to try. And, I'm going to speak to um, Alexis and um, Christian from um, the Cooligans podcast. Pizza perverts. Yeah, who, who both know loads about food <laughs> and about obviously Latino culture, and I'm going to ask them if it's well known that Atlanta Airport has good tacos. I suspect the answer's probably no, but I'm going to check anyway. Well, I guess it's a big hub and it's got to kind of satisfy the needs of loads of people, but I, I don't remember Atlanta Airport being particularly good at one thing or other. No, I just I think that... I remember security were nicer than New York and all that much. Yeah, but I just think that... Yeah, but they all are. JFK's dumb <laughs> for that. I, I, um, I, um, I just think that like that kind of food is best done really cheaply and really quickly, right? You don't want to overcomplicate that stuff. There's a place in um, New York City... I think it might be called Number One Tacos or something. It's opposite the whatever the theatre that Harry Potter's playing in. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a taco right. place opposite that, which is absolutely fucking brilliant. But then a lot of people will say, you're not going to get good Mexican food in New York. It's too far away from Mexico. You've got to get down to Southwest, um, down to California and all that place, those kind of places. Mm. So... Look, we were, who knows? When we were in Chicago and we, and we before the show in Chicago, uh, me, uh, cameraman Sam, and a couple of others just walked down the street, um, and we we just passed it. I was just hungry, and, and and I think Marcus and a couple of other we were kind of following, and uh, I just went. Um, I just saw this Mexican place. I might have gone in here. And uh, it was really nice, really decent food. Uh, like, just dirt cheap as well. Uh, and um, Sam had a lovely time, and he just taking loads of pictures and stuff. And he sort of went, Pete, I bet you do this sort of thing all the time. And I went, yeah, if I'm hungry, I'll just walk in a place. I don't need to look at the Expedia review or the or the bloody, you know, the four square review of what people are just fucking get it, Get the food in your mouth and then leave. Another bit of evidence some... for my theory. doesn't think about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if I'm buying a laptop, oh, if I'm yeah, buying you're a there laptop. for fucking six months. I will, I will, I watch, right? Because I'm a YouTube addict. I have got a video game, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which is talking about. It's what the bloke with the penis is popping out. One of the more welcome bugs in the video game, you just <laughs> knobs just flopping out your clothes, flopping out your jeans. Um, 
I uh, have got it. It's on my computer. Uh, I've had a little bit of trouble with bugs and stuff that crashes, but I've got it working now. And yet, the the idea of starting a video game and playing it is so alien to my sort of modern life kind of like that. I just can't, I can't find the time emotionally to sit down and play it. I keep watching videos about it rather than actually sit down and play it myself. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I'll just watch loads of videos going, oh, graphics on this are so good. Yeah, Pete, you can fucking play it. It's on the same computer you're watching this video, you bell. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Has anyone got any copper? <laughs> what? No Man's Sky, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, right, let's get... <laughs> <laughs> confusing reference. Yeah, it's a great um, back reference, that. Very, very I get tweets about that probably reference. once a week. Oh, you're still <laughs> you looking for copper, copper, you noob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, let's get out of here. If you would like to get to the show, and we do want you to, hello at lookingpeachshow.com is the way to do it. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday uh, with more of this fraff, if that's all right with you. Yeah, and what I would say is this is now the right time to start emailing in with your Christmas traditions, your Christmas stories, all mm. that kind of stuff, because next week we'll probably do an extra app about Christmas, and you want to be involved in it, you want to be included, it's hello at com, and we will sift through our favourites and bring your Christmas tales to life on this show to an audience of literally 42. So that's the scale <laughs> we're on at now. That's the kind of thing we're talking yeah. about. Get involved, and we'll see you in the meantime. We'll see you on Thursday meaning of life. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.